You're listening to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice, a podcast by two entrepreneurs at different stages of life, sharing real life experiences, managing a successful business and family life. It's honest talk about lessons learned, balancing family, faith, business, and personal growth on the journey of making our dreams a reality. Now, here are your hosts, Jerry and Jacoby. What's going on, everybody? I am super excited about this next interview we've got here. We've got the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend, Mr. Polly Dominich on the podcast here. You know, we love our interviews. And so this one is going to be, you know, Jerry and I, we're a little low key. We're a little chill. But whenever you get Polly in the room, you know, the energy goes absolutely through the roof. And so we got my man here. He's going to be taking it over for us. But he just recently has been crowned. He is the number one agent for all of ERA here. So, you know, first of all, we want to say congratulations to Polly. That's the number one agent, not just in the U.S., but that's internationally, that's globally, and that's out of 45,000 agents. So that is not something to just be taken lightly, right? And this guy, it's not like he's got, you know, real estate in his blood or, you know, he comes from, you know, he he's not he's not Trump. It's not in his family, right? So he's done this on a he's done this very very quickly. And so I'm really excited to talk to Polly here. He's going to tell us all about his success, his mindset, what he's doing. And then, uh, you know, we're going to go down this, we're going to go down this journey. So Polly, how are you doing, my man? Good. How are you guys? Lovely to see your faces again. You know, my family, this is awesome. And thank you so much. Being a part of this is inspiring in itself. And that's what wakes me up every day is, uh, you know, my people could reaching out to me and me being able to reach out to my people and just say, what's up? Awesome. Well, when we get this thing started, you know, we always get started success without sacrifice. And so, you know, we'll first off roll with our first question and then we're going to roll into how, you know, Jerry met you, then how I met you. But we always ask the, uh, ask our guest, when you hear success without sacrifice, what does that mean? Because we don't mean that you're not going to have to sacrifice in order to have success. But what we do mean is we want you to have success without sacrificing the things you love the most. Right. And so one of the things that I will not sacrifice is is family. Right. Like that's a huge thing for me. So I can sacrifice my personal time. I could sacrifice the things that maybe I like to do personally uh, for fun for my family. Because we have to have that perfectly imbalanced life, if you will, like, right? But one of the things that I will not sacrifice, there's a few that kind of go together, and that's my family and my son. I will always find time for that first. Then my health, to make sure that I can enjoy my son, because I'm no spring chicken, and my man is three years old, and, and he's giving me a run for the championship, you know what I mean? <laughs> see it it's coming down the pipe and then also my faith like my faith is probably the biggest one and knowing that like no matter what faith having that faith faith over fear 
is something else that I won't sacrifice. And I truly think that that helps me get through those moments, gets me through those, those hills, gets me through that doubt that like me spending my time with my son, maybe I should be in the office. It's like, no, you spend time with your son. What's in the office or what has to do with work can wait. And if it can't wait, then it's not supposed to be in your cup. Just let it go. And, uh, and that's pretty much what I feel about that sacrifice without uh, success, without sacrifice. That's awesome. And uh, good to see you, man. I'm trying to think of the last time we saw each other. I think man, it had to be like 2019 since we've been together. So you were talking about your family there and we're actually recording on Tuesday, which for Wednesday is usually our recording day. Why can't we record on Wednesday? Or it's because you're hanging out with the boy on Wednesday morning, yeah. right? So Wednesday morning is when I have my boy all to myself all day when we do beach stuff. So I just... I don't even play with that day. It's just, it's not available, right? It's like, I'm sleeping. It's after hours. I'm sick. Something happens. I mean, it's that important that if a major life situation was happening, you really can't get a hold of somebody. That is a major life situation right there. The development between this zero from when he was born to five years old is the most important time. And I'm just grateful to have friends that have opened my eyes to that because it's true that from one to three was a blink of an eye and I haven't gotten to year five yet, but I know that it's going to happen really fast and you're never going to get that time back. So I'm just grateful to be able to be in that position to where I can leverage my time that way. Very nice. It's really good, man. So, you know, let's unpack this whole thing here, man. So you, you're a real passionate guy, you know, and uh, you got a lot of drive. So where does that come from? Because when you first actually, why don't we start with how did you get into real estate? Right. Because you are not your real estate's not in your family. Real estate's not. In, I don't know if you were thinking about doing real estate, you know, in your earlier years, but, you know, you haven't been in real estate that long. So tell us how long you've been a realtor for one. You do a lot of other stuff too. So tell us how long you've actually been in real estate and then, yeah, give us a little bit of that journey. Yeah, so I've been in real estate for now going on seven years. And the, the way it developed was I just knew a guy uh, that was going to my jujitsu classes who just stopped going for some reason and gave him a call, reached out because that community is very strong. Once you get into jujitsu, you'll, you'll see how that's like a family. So I reached out and said, Hey, uh, what's going on? Why aren't you, why aren't you at jujitsu? His reply was, well, I can't afford it. I got a mortgage. What do you mean? It should be, you should be excited about that. You own a house. Congratulations. Well, no, what had happened was I qualified for more than I actually could afford. I talked to my real estate agent and I thought I was going to get a promotion. And I did. And when I told him that, he was like, well, when you get the promotion, it'll all work out. And here I am now. I've got to get roommates and I've got to save that extra money to be able to pay for my mortgage. That doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, so I, con I actually uh, contacted the real estate agent and, and asked him straight up what, what happened here. And his reply to me was, I'm not his father. He's a grown man. He can make a decision. This is an airman. He's like 21 years old. Like you 
you think that a 21-year-old is a mature man to make these financial decisions? That's why you're supposed to be the professional to help him through that journey so it doesn't become a scar or he doesn't have fear in the future of owning this home, financial fear as well, like making decisions where he's going like, is it the right decision, right? And, and, and being scared in that sense. So I then replied to him, well, then I don't know of any other real estate agent. So I'm going to get into real estate and I'm going to kick your butt. <laughs> That's really what it was, right? I was on a mission. I was, and I was on a mission to help like two people a, a, a month. And I'm thinking two people a month, man, that can, that can get me like five grand extra a month on top of what I'm doing. And at that time I was a mixed martial arts matchmaker. So I was making some decent money, but that would have like, whoa, man, that would have put me in the, 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 the first six figures, you know, low six figures it would have been amazing. And that was kind of what the start, well, that's how I started. And then that was kind of my drive to be successful at it. But little did I know that that drive was gonna take me on this particular thing that I am in currently right now. Man, that's an awesome story. And that was, what year was that? That was in 2015. 2015, yeah, okay. Man, that's wild. I didn't even, I did not know that story there. I haven't heard that one. That's good. That's really good. That's so you- right? There was a huge purpose behind it, not just, oh, I'm going to get my real estate license. I had no idea that that's what I was going to do, right? But there was a huge struggle with that as well. And, and this, is the, this is the real story behind how I actually got that. So in my past, I've done some things. And so it was difficult for me to get my license. They denied me at first and I simply could have quit because it wasn't something that I wanted to be. It wasn't like, oh, I want to be a real estate agent. I hadn't seen millionaire real estate agent. I don't know if that was even a thing back then, but I really had no interest other than this one person. But then the challenge came when they denied me the license to say, wait one second, you're giving me a license to fight humans as an MMA matchmaker and I can't get a license to actually sell real estate. Well, that's not gonna happen. So when I passed my class, it took me 18 months going through the process. So it started before 2015, 18 months to go through this process for them to just actually, when I was in front of them, I told them what I was doing, who I was. They did some research. I had some letters from some people that were in the, the department, uh, the DBPR, which is our state uh, legislature. And they said, okay, we'll give you your license. Like I went through 18 months and it was just like, okay, I'll give you your license. And then that's when my journey in real estate also started. So the why and the purpose was big enough for me not to give up while doing my other stuff, still MMA and making a living for 18 months to get my license. And so that's that. I'm not giving up my faith. There is a purpose. 
I will not sacrifice that faith for fear and just saying, you know what? It wasn't meant to be. No, 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 no. God put that in my path and put that burning fire in me to take care of people because what had been done to somebody else that it was going to happen. And I, I mean, I put the pedal to the metal and took it for 18 months and without a doubt knew it was going to happen, but I sacrificed that time to make it happen. Yeah, man, that's really good. So yeah, 18 months to get your license, which, you know, if you read the book, Turning Pro, we often talk about resistance, right? Whenever you're trying to do anything, that's the resistance that's going to come in, which now, you know, so it starts to make kind of, it starts to kind of make sense as to, you know, how you are, where you are right now, because you, if the path is easy, because a lot of times folks get into real estate because they're like, oh, well, this is going to be easy. I'm going to make a couple of, you know, you start doing the real estate math. And it's like, oh, well, I'll sell one house and I'll make 30 grand and I'll just have to sell, you know, two houses a year and that'll be $60,000 and that'll be a good little supplement right there. And then I can get my license in 30 days. At least you can in Texas here to get it in 30 days is nothing. And so you had to wait, you know, a year and a half to get your license, you had to fight, you had to go, sounds like you went in front of a board or something like that. You had to get references. So that is not an easy path, you know? So it's like, what are you going to do to get to where you are? And you have to put that work. You always have to put the work in to get to where you want to go. Right. And so that's, that's one thing I want to highlight. That's at least that's what I'm hearing here is that, yeah, well, you got to do some work anytime you're going to do anything the struggle's going to come in order to get there, right? Absolutely. Really good. Really, really good. And then the other thing I'm hearing here too is you saw what was going to happen, right? So this thing where, you know, Jerry and I have been talking over the last few episodes we've had is like vision, you know, you got to have a vision for where you want to go. And you're like, I already saw it happening is at least, you know, the way you described it. And so if you already see something happening, it's like, I don't know if, how it's exactly going to turn out, the steps I'm going to take, but I know what the end goal is going to be. And if you got that desire to be at the end goal, then, you know, that's that's where you're going to be at. You know what I mean? So it's really good to hear that. And all the stuff that we're kind of, you know, going through here the last couple of weeks, really, really good. Well, that leads into, like, so when you decided to be an agent and then you had to go through that 18 months, and if I heard it right, you probably made some bad choices early in life that put you in a situation not to be able to get that license. And, uh, it sounds like you overcame it, but what I want to talk about was the, when you, when they denied you the license, what is the work? What's the mindset work that you had done even before that time that had you ready to go through that? Cause if you're just, you know, if you're not doing some work on yourself before something like that happens, I don't know that you're just going to buckle up for 18 months of a fight to to try to get something. So what were you doing with yourself before you got that, you know, denial letter that you can't get your license that had you ready to, to walk through that? So I was the mixed martial arts matchmaker. That's what I did forever. And there's no, there's never a no answer, right? You yeah. You can always figure it out. Like, so the fights, fights off, guy falls out. Okay. Like, 
well, we can't do anything about it. Oh no, we could do something about it. Now we might have to pay for plane tickets. We might have to pay a, a ridiculous amount of money, but we can get it figured out. And I mean, I did it for showtime where we, our main event fell out and I filled that thing so quick. And I had 24 hours to fill it. Thank goodness it was a, uh, a heavyweight fight. So I didn't have to worry about that person cutting weight, but we figured it out. So my biggest question is I'm always asking, asking questions. My three-year-old son inspires me every day because he's now at that point where he's asking why, 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 right? And if you can't explain that why, or you don't take time to explain that why to yourself, then yeah, why are you doing this? Or why is that happening? So when that came up, my question to them was, okay, I understand the past, but why can't it be changed? We talk about reform, we talk about opportunity, right? Are you keeping me in this box and I am trying to grow? Good, thank goodness I have the mental fortitude that I have to help inspire other people to know that like, hey man, it doesn't matter what box they put you in. You can break outside of that box because that's where the success truly is. It's outside that box. So asking the questions, why? So I knew they had to give me a reason. And whatever that reason is, I'd be willing to do whatever it is to overcome it, right? Like Tony Robbins says, hey, if I gave you a million dollars today, could you lose 100 pounds in 24 hours? And the answer you would think is no, but you really could. Cut your legs off, cut your arm off. How, how, how committed are you, right? So I am 100% always committed. And because of the purpose that was put in my life, in my path, I am a true believer. So when that was put in my path and I felt the purpose and I saw the vision, there was nobody that was going to stop me from that. Because if your purpose is big enough, the obstacles will cease to exist. They won't be there. It's just another step in what you've got to do to become great. And so that's how I got over it. Yeah, but what got you ready to think like that? There we go. What got me ready to think like that, like I said, in MMA, I, I just, I got to a point where I could either be a victim or a victor. And I just got to that point where I was like, you know what? I'm not going to feel sorry for myself. I'm going to start looking at things as opportunity because where others will give up, that's where the opportunity lies. When it starts to get hard, that's where the opportunity lies. And I guess thinking about it, if you're looking for a specific thing or a specific moment, it's jujitsu. It's jujitsu all day long because you get put in a spot where sure you could give up, but you can get out of it just as quickly as you could give up. But if you think that it's over, I'm in this bad position, then you're going to get choked out. You're going to get tapped out. And so I've done it so much. I did that. For, I've done it for 17, 18 years now. And so I've gotten to that point where I take jujitsu and that mentality of not giving up and being in a difficult position to say, drive, like figure out the technique, get out of it. Don't give up. Because if you've ever been underneath somebody in jujitsu that knows what they're doing, if you don't feel 
like giving up once or twice inside that match, then you need to change gyms because you're just a big fish in a small pond and you ain't going to live that way. That's good. That's really good. So one of the things I got in, when I got into real estate, the thing I, I knew is I had like these skills because I played football my whole life, right? I've been a football player essentially since I was probably five years old, six years old. All I want to do is play in the NFL. And so obviously at, at some point that dream comes to an end, you know, our bodies and, and other circumstances stop us from being able to, to do that. And the thing I knew is I've like, man, I've got all these skills, but how does what I physically and mentally have, how does that translate over into business? Right. And so that's kind of what I hear, <clears throat> hear you describing there is, you know, in jujitsu, which is why I love jujitsu when I, why I got into it. Well, after I spoke to somebody who's on this call, I got into jujitsu. In case you didn't know that, Polly is the guy who got me into jujitsu. So, a little conversation at a conference. And <laughs> so, here's that. So, I want to stop. <laughs> I think the funniest <laughs> story between the two of you guys. So, I don't remember. We must have been out in California or something. And Polly's a black belt. Jacoby just got into it. And we're up in the room. He goes, Yeah. Polly and I are going to go to the gym this morning, like just in the hotel. And there's some mats down there. We're just going to roll a little bit. And he goes, I'm pretty sure I could last at least two minutes with him. And then, so you, you got up, it was like six in the morning. You went down there and you guys didn't really roll, but you were playing around. He comes back up. He goes, yeah, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to last two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and Jacoby's got some size on Polly, but just talking about the jujitsu. And that was right when, uh, when Jacoby first started, when he first got into, into jujitsu. And that's the funny story. I remember you came back up from the gym. You're like, dang. <laughs> so I love that because that's, that's where it's at, right? That's that tipping point. And, and he could have thought that for some reason, he didn't have the physical attributes or the mental fortitude to be able to get to a different level. Now I'm like, when I got, when I got a role with Jacoby, I I'm, I'm, I'm already thinking of it like, Oh, this dude is going to try to kill me. This is going to be a scrap. Like I might come out, but if I make a mistake, he's going to capitalize on it. It's not the same person, right. As before, but that's what I love about him as well. And that's what I like to contribute. I think about his success as well. It comes from having that same mentality, mentality, like, okay, here I am in the situation. This is not great. This is, this is horrible actually, but I have a purpose and a reason why I want to learn this, or I want to do this. And that that's bigger. That's bigger than anything else that I got. And I'm not going to sacrifice that want, that need, that desire to not be successful. And so with that, Jacoby kind of answered your question as to how I got the mindset. He's got the exact same mindset, right? This exact same thing going on. And so I love that. Jiu-jitsu is... Jiu-jitsu is just a tool, man. That's why I love jiu-jitsu so much. You know, some people don't understand it, but that that is the thing. It's literally you, man... It actually makes me think, of, I can't think of the verse right now, but it's basically like no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God will always give you a way out, right? And so it's the same way too. It's like, man, there is never in jujitsu, you always, there's always, you can always get out. 
you know, it's like someone leaves one little small space and that's enough. And even if you don't know what you're doing, sometimes you can fall into the, you can into the right spot because the other person just made a mistake. Right. And so that's why I love jujitsu because it's just, it's literally just a tool for, you know, everything else. And so, yeah, it's really good. I can talk about jujitsu all day, man. <laughs> Get all wrapped around the axle. here. <laughs> it's really good. All right. Where are we going next? Well, I do want to say like, for me, when we're talking about success, right. I want people to think about this. Like, are, are we dating success? Like is success like a poster? Is it something that you like think of like in the movie or in the magazine? Because if you're dating success or you're dating personal development, it's not going to happen. It's going to be a quick thing and you're going to get your heart broke. You have to be committed to it. We're talking about a marriage, like the good, the bad, the ugly, till death do you part. Like that is what you have to commit to being successful because it's going to have its ups and its downs. But those ups and downs are golden moments, right? They're golden moments when you're down to figure out how you're going to come out better, how you're going to come out stronger, how you're going to live with gratitude. And when you're on that, successful path or you get that lick of success and you're eating that fruit be mindful and grateful for who planted that seed who helped that tree grow so that you were able to actually pick and eat the fruit from that tree because gratitude if you fill yourself up with gratitude all the other things that you're lacking, you will just simply like not even think of them. They, they won't even exist. So filling yourself up with that gratitude and being committed is how you truly, truly find success. This isn't a uh, road for the quick dating and those apps and all that stuff. This is a lifetime commitment. And if you find somebody that's been in a healthy marriage, that lifetime commitment, it's its a partnership and it's freaking, it's great. It is amazing. And so I want to jump back to, uh, do you remember what year your first Kevin Ward event was? Probably 17 or 18, I would think. I think it was, it was 17 because yeah. it was like so, so 17, I know Jacoby said, hey, we got this guy, Polly coming in. Yeah. He's going to be there and he was going to be hanging with us and and when I first met you, I mean, you are off the charts energy level, right? I mean, like we're showing up, you know, to these uh, all day conference events. I, I got my nice cozy shoes and shirt on. Here comes Polly in his three piece. Uh, just riding. He goes, no, this is the only way I go out. And, and, and just so high energy level. And you were just a, a blast to be around. But I remember like, like, the, like when you first meet you, it's like, this can't be real. Like it can't be. Like, it's not like this all the time. I mean, he's, you know, I don't want to say you're putting up a front, but like it, it can't be this way. Right. And, <laughs> and you are though, man, you are as genuine as they come and it has been a blast to get to know you and even certain things, like even something basic, like what was the mantra that you put on a mug you did for your mugs, your mugs, shirts? Uh, yeah. So it's 
be kind, remain savage, and change lives, and wake up, uh, be awesome, repeat. Yeah, so this is something that he says, and like, when most people say that, that's just a nice mug, it's a nice t-shirt, and just watching you over the years, like this, that is, you believe it, 100%, you're on board, you've got this ability to, to drown out all the noise around you, drown out the the haters or the doubters or the the negative and like you are just focused on that and to see you be consistent over a long period of time just so you know that is a genuine thing and uh it's not just a t-shirt or a mug for you and i've appreciated watching that and then i'm so grateful for that one of the things that while I was in the MMA world, I did have some mentors. And as it was growing, I was uh, called a matchmaker. And as it was growing, these people were popping up. And I was the only one in the state of Florida actually doing it at that time. We're talking about 2004, five, six, seven. Um, and then all of a sudden, it kind of became like this real estate thing, right? Like, get your real estate license. It's like people started seeing me doing fights. Fights started becoming popular. And people were like, oh, I can be a matchmaker. And they were just absolutely horrible about it. They had no, they were really doing it to like, who sells tickets? And then and then getting the guy that sold the most tickets, this guy to fight. And it would be like, that guy wins. And that was just a horrible setup. And so there was a gentleman named Tom Malloy, who was my mentor. And he was the uh, executive director for the uh, boxing commission and I brought it up to him one day and I said man like all these people are like getting in this business it's it's horrible and he said okay like well what are they doing for you Paul I said nothing like absolutely nothing he says you believe that he goes you don't think that you're there they're, uh, you're winning the race you don't think that by them being on the same track with you people don't see that you're a thoroughbred I said Oh, okay. Well, that's a different perspective of it. He said, yeah. And what do thoroughbreds wear when they're racing? I was like, I don't know. I'm not a horse racer. I'm not that kind of guy. He goes, they wear blinders. They wear blinders so they don't see what is going on around them. All they see is what's in front of them and the finish line. And they run as hard as they possibly can. So stop paying attention to the things around you and just keep going forward because your training and the people around you that love you will get you to that finish line. It's your obligation to be the best you that you can be for them. And that was before real estate. That was in my beginning of jujitsu days. And I remember that from him. That was probably one of the best things that had ever been told with me, uh, told to me, because I did have a lot of still doubt, self-doubt in my, uh, in my life growing up. So I do want to go back real quick because all this is good, right? All this is good. I keep going back to, um, you know, this wasn't in your, in your line because everybody always sees the end of the journey and they go, Oh, well, it was easy for that person or whatever. And your mindset is, is, is good now. Has you, have you always had a good mindset or was there a point where you were like, this has got to change or, cause I know for myself, you know, there's been a few events. I haven't always had the, the best mindset either, but then, you know, I got some training and over time that started to change. And so coming from where you've come from, because that's really the, the thing, right? So it's really up to us. So was there a time, have you always had a good mindset 
or was there a change or what, what do you see from that? Cause I get, you got the MMA background. I get you, I got you at that, but there has to be a shift somewhere. Right. And so, no, I did not always have this mindset. It was absolutely not, you know, D student, a minority had my past discretions and things that had happened in the past that I overcame to, to make me a better man, but a lot of doubt, not a very good vocabulary, wasn't a big reader. Like all these things were filling me up with this poison that I should have, I was feeling like, oh, I don't have a college degree. That would make me smarter. And so I would have these doubts and that led to jujitsu, right? And so in 2015, I won a world championship in jujitsu. And that was really driven by a few people. My coaches gave me the opportunity for the space, but there were some people that were around me specifically that were other students that were pouring into me to be the best that I could be on the mat. And that was with wrestling, judo, and jujitsu combined. So when I won that, that world championship in 2015, it was not one with a mindset of a calm, kind, savage. It was one in a mindset of prove the world wrong, screw you, I'm, I could choke you out, that's what I could do, and that's my specialty. Then I went to Tony Robbins, Unleash the Power Within, who... It always starts with Tony, man. Came, <laughs> who, mind you, came from Jacoby, who told my boy about it, my man Jordan, who's like my brother, our heart, right? So Jacoby took Jordan, then Jordan was like, man, you got to get on this. So he took me, and there was a moment where he could put you through this exercise of if you keep on thinking this way, where you're at right now, where are you in five years? Where are you in 10 years? Where are you in 20 years? Where are you, like, where are you towards the end of your life? Are you going to have regrets? How does that feel? Pull yourself into that space, and how upset would you be with yourself if you lived the next 20 years of your life in that space? It's not okay. It's, 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 it'll break you down. It'll not only you, but it's not okay for the people around you who you love. So he did that. And then it said, take all of those things that you think that you are not and change the story, change the narrative. And so I started to think like, okay, I didn't go to college. You know, I don't have a degree. I don't have some sort of nine to five corporate job. And there might be people that are smarter than me in their function. But put those people in my function in jujitsu and who's going to be the smart one there? Who's going to be the professor there? That's going to be me. So what makes them any better than me? I can actually apply what I am learning to my life and what I am doing now with mixed martial arts. That means I'm pretty dang smart for figuring out something that I can actually apply. It's not this 
reading and knowledge. Knowledge is not power. Knowledge is not power. Knowledge is only potential power. If you cannot take action with the knowledge that you have, the only way that you're going to be successful is if you join Jeopardy. And that's only going to be for a short while because that's not a career, because it's facts of things that you know that you can't really do anything with. So then is when I realized oh my God, I've got something to offer the world that builds me up as well. So I actually am pretty smart <laughs> at choosing something that I love because there's so many people that have these degrees and are forced to go into a field that they don't want to be in. And then they're waking up for retirement. Yeah, that's how you get old. Because you're literally waking up to be older, to do nothing. And if you're doing that, you're going to get old quickly. You're going to get sedative, right? Like quickly, right? Not, you're, that's going to happen. It's like waking up in the morning. I fill myself up every day in the morning with my meditation, my exercise, my affirmations, my visualizations, my reading and my writing every morning. That's what I do. That's what I look forward to. And then my son and time with my son before I go to work. That's why I've got so much energy. This, this isn't manufactured energy. This is really truly from a system that, that's there that creates this. But if you're waking up every morning to go to work, no wonder why it's hard for you to wake up in the morning. Who wants to wake up to go to work? Nobody. It's horrible, right? Wake up to fill your cup up first so that when you're at work, when things go wrong, it is what it is because your cup is full and people can take out of it. And you can do that because it's not half empty or half full. It's full. So it's like there's no resentment there when people ask for something. And if you get to get it going like I do, I overflow my cup that I get from my saucer. So I'm like, I got no problem. I'm always smiling. But be weary because when I smile, the beast is showing you his teeth. So don't <laughs> be fooled by the kindness. Oh, that's so good, man. That's so good. Tony Robbins, man. No, God. I'm getting, I'm, I've, I've almost got Jerry there, man. We've almost got Jerry there too, man. Tony Robbins changes everything. Don't yeah, Tony I've, been, I've been to three of them. I've been to three of them, you know, and the thing is that you learn something new every time but nothing like the first time. Like whenever you get into whatever you got to get, whatever you get into, like you just got to go all in, like drink the Kool-Aid, like the Kool-Aid's there, drink the Kool-Aid. If at the end of the day, you didn't like the flavor of Kool-Aid that it was, whatever. But when you're there, drink it. And when you come out, oh my goodness, like it'll just change your life. It has nothing to do with him. It has to do with the strategies that he gives you and the tools that he gives you for you to implement and create your world and then have a world where you are just constantly blessed and living in gratitude. Yeah, man. I couldn't believe it. I was like, man, I don't need to do go to this guy. And then I got there and I was like, man, this is, this is good, man. I still, I still remember the two at a couple of things that I went to that event with. And uh, yeah, 
it was uh it was at the right time for me when i when i had my first son actually both my sons i think both my sons the first time and i had takes you through that process which we all probably do natural we just we just fade it down you know what i mean but he makes it he brings it so much to life that uh yeah it just gets in your mind it gets in your gets in your bones you know so that's good well he's definitely really good something i've got i've got to see him for i've done two half day things that he's been at you know like the exp and the click funnels he did a half day and the people getting ready to get in the room to see him are crazy like it is the we were standing in line people pushing and yelling and everybody just all he's like a rock star man yeah, no, he is. And you know what? It's again, it's authentic. It's it's he goes through the motion and through time you can see the consistency of what he does. He actually cares. And I couldn't imagine to be on that such a high level of so many people wanting something from you, but he's been able to systematize it where he's able to pour it in to every single one of the people that are seeking his guidance which brings us back to success and what we're doing in real estate, right? Like if we have a system, then we could scale it and we can help every single person that wants to want our service, right? That needs our service because we're kind, right? We're savage at what we do. We're really, really good. These Us three, right? We're really good at what we do. The only reason why people are not using us right now is because they don't know we exist. That is what I believe. Because if you knew we existed, there wouldn't be another choice. But the system is what creates that success as well. It's not just that dating it and being like, I just want to sell a couple of houses. It's like, it's no, it's got to be consistent. You've got to be committed to this. And that's the way that you're going to reach the levels that we've reached. 100%, man, 100%. So, man, I just love it. It's just so good, so good. What I've realized is Polly's going to have to be a regular contributor because here we are, <laughs> we're up on the hour already and, you know. And uh, I got plenty more I could talk to Paulie about. For sure. What else, man? What did we not cover? Or is there something you wanted to get out that we maybe didn't hit or anything? Yeah. You know, the one thing that I, I encourage everybody that is here, because you're obviously seeking success, right? You're seeking some tools. And so this is why you watch this podcast, which is absolutely amazing. And I'm so grateful for you guys putting this together. It really got me excited when I was like, I saw it coming out. I was like, oh, they did it. So good. Because we did talk about this. We were at conferences together and we talked about these things. But I, I, I asked the people that are seeing this to remember that it's not about being known. It's not about whether everybody knows that you're a real estate agent. That's not going to create the success, right? Seek to be worth knowing rather than well-known. Provide value. And if you provide value, they will come and they will stay. Mm. So good, man. Well, tell us uh, the last thing we need is if somebody wants to reach out to you or somebody wants to connect with you, what's the best way for them to uh, get in touch with you? Yeah, if somebody wants to reach out, my IG handle is real estate, uh, Black Belt Real Estate. 
that's where I'm at. And uh, I live in Destin, Florida, 30A, the Emerald Coast, beautiful beaches. If you haven't been here, look it up. I got your back. You can always uh, call me. My phone number is 850-543-1418. My phone is always open. And so I'm putting it out there. Call me, people. I got your back. Always remember to be kind, remain savage, and change lives. Awesome, man. We appreciate you. Love you, man. And we'll catch everybody on the next episode. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Jerry and Jacoby podcast. If you walked away with something of value, we hope you'll share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast so you get notification of all new episodes.